not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Wow, Wait, was, we tied. That was, really, that was really good. That was super efficient. Yeah, that was, that was really efficient. This is Podcast Beyond episode 399. This is yeah. kind of a lean episode compared to the sort of half an episode we did last time that had 22 people on it, I 22 think. 22 people, uh, a 400 if you count all the noises in the background. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I'm Max Scoville. I'm the host of one of the hosts. This is Marty <laughs> Sleva. He's also the host. Happy to be here. And then there's Brian Altano, who is, according to one of our commenters, the Duffus. Uh, <laughs> a Duffus. Brat, <laughs> brat. Yeah. So what are we doing this week? We're going to do something a little special, right? Yeah. yeah. So we've got a big, huge kind of uh, episode 400 spectacular. If you haven't been keeping track, we're mm-hmm. having a live event in San Francisco. More tickets just got made available. Uh, yeah. We sold out pretty quickly, and then we sort of – I think we're breaking fire code. Yeah. yeah. So this is going to turn into like that scene from Carrie or that Great White concert. Yeah. Uh, hopefully wow. better than either of those because those didn't end well for the participants. Why would you evoke either of those <laughs> I don't know because yeah. of fire code. Uh, but yeah, if you go to go.ign.com slash house party. Yeah. Uh, we still, I think we have like an extra. We put an extra fifty. I don't know how long they're going to last. Yeah, I don't know how long. Fly fast, but if, yep. if you were on the fence or it was sold out and you couldn't get in, or you have a job that you really want to quit this weekend <laughs> and you live across the country and you just want to road trip it out and meet your buddies, do that. That's yeah. an option. And if you cannot get into the actual event uh, and you are twenty one years of age or more, mm-hmm. uh, you can go to Neck of the Woods, which Neck is the woods. at eight pm. Yeah, and Damon's yeah. going to be DJing his musical sounds. Yeah, we're going to be right. there. It's going to be fun. Um, a bunch of IGM people. Yeah, uh, the event itself is not so house party is not twenty one and over. Right, that's you all. Can ages. Go, you can. Uh, I bet a baby's going to be there. Who are you yeah, we're, gonna, person? we're an official I, baby. I bet one of us will deliver a baby there. A fetus? We're going to deliver a whole fetus. <laughs> a duffus. <laughs> All right. So what are we doing? Uh, we just got back from E3. I, I yeah. figured it'd be really cool to just kind of talk about what it's like to be at E3. Yeah. Um, our last episode, we I mean, the, if, you, if you haven't listened to it yet, it's up. Audio form only. It's a three and a half hour episode that we recorded from the bar at the yeah. Hotel Figueroa. And we talked about pretty much every game that existed at E3 yeah. with a bunch of our friends and colleagues and fellow developers. It's a, it was a, it was a mess. It was a, it was a big train wreck science experiment. But mm-hmm. like we kind of intended it to be like that. Yeah. It's, it's we're tr- we're trying something. You know? Yeah, that's how you make new things. Is you, you mm-hmm. experiment. So. We had we had we had Ashley Johnson, Troy Baker, Anthony Carboni, mm-hmm. Greg Miller, yeah, Arthur Goldfarb, Arthur about, Geese. We had a very special very special <laughs> guest who was about a hundred drinks. That was uh, yeah, <laughs> all of the drinks we had were just there. A very yeah. large bar tab. Yeah, that was so kind yeah, of we, like that definitely covered off on our on our and you can obviously watch our our pre and post show stuff. Yeah. Max and I interviewed people all week long. Mm-hmm. Marty did uh, tons of articles. We yeah. did videos about Uncharted where we talk about the extended version of the trailer. Mm-hmm. All of that is done. We've done our homework. Now I just want to kind of hang out and get personal yeah. with you guys. Yeah, like this is a really this is a really special E3 for me because mm-hmm. um, I mean this is my first one with IGN. Uh, I've done this is my fifth E3 ever. I previously did it with kind of with uh, with Destructoid sort of as a contractor for version 3 and mm-hmm. then as uh, working for Rev3 Games full time and uh, it was always kind of a, I was always kind of on the show floor like we never really had like a home base where it was like here's your booth here's your here's your outlet everyone knows what that is uh, it was always kind of running around hectically from appointment to appointment in this case it was very much the opposite and I was pretty much chained to the IGN booth mm-hmm. and basically they were just bringing people for me to talk to and right. Brian was kind of yep. in a similar deal uh, and it was just really really exciting because like I don't know I mean I've I've been doing this for five years. Like I made a career out of this. I'm incredibly grateful for it every day. But there's a kind of 
you don't necessarily really feel like you're doing a thing until you're out there amidst everybody else. Like it, yeah. it didn't, I didn't almost, I almost didn't really feel like I properly worked at IGN until I was there, you know, talking to the, you know, talking to Ted Price from Insomniac or talking to, you know, whoever about just, about just yeah. people who were like, Hey, here's the guy who made Ratchet and Clank. Or like, I hear he's the inventor of the Oculus Rift, though I have inv- interviewed him a bunch of times, but it's just, mm-hmm. to be on this, in this big stage that says IGN behind that and just being like, I used to get my cheat codes from there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, totally. And I'm sure you guys have all had that kind of moment for you, but like, yeah. I mean, on top of that, it's also just getting a chance to really just meet everybody. And there's a lot of people I haven't seen in a while. And it was just, it's just a really good E3. And then, of course, everything that came out of it, which we've talked about to death, is awesome. It was mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of yeah, cool Yeah, that news. was a really good first big E3 for you, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Um, I, I had a similar experience. I, my first two E3s, uh, I was with 1UP. And we were a part of IGN. But we did a much smaller, like less video-focused thing. It was mostly just bigger, sort of longer written previews. Right. Uh, whereas now, it's this... I mean, we were all on pre and post shows. We were all hosting interviews and conversations. Like, it is insane when you look at the amount of sort of just stuff that went up that week and how it took us quite literally moving our office from San Francisco to Los Angeles for, for over a week for some people to sort of put this on. It's it's right. kind of a staggering production. It's, yeah, it's very strange because I, I kind of came up in the same school as you, but obviously on a different uh, – abandoned or dismembered leg of yeah. IGN, which was uh, GameSpy. It was, I got hired by Will Tuttle, who was the editor-in-chief, and Ryan Scott, who was the managing editor, basically. Uh, Ryan Scott, who a bunch of you probably know from the Comedy Button, mm-hmm. my co-host on that show, uh, brought me on to do comedy stuff for GameSpy because they were kind of turning their thing over. And I was working remotely from New Jersey, doing f- kind of articles from there. My first day on the job was E3 2009. And I showed up and I just got dropped right in. And if you've never been into an E3 before, it's kind of everything you've seen in pictures and videos. It is that booming, screaming, loud uh, kind of vortex of sound and, and light and lasers. <clears throat> but what a lot of people don't really break down to you is how sort of intimate it can be within mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. Um, and – I was immediately boots on the ground my first day, and it was just like, run here, meet Randy Pitchford, and do an interview about uh, aliens, or go over here and do this or do that. Uh, so I basically – I saw Borderlands. I saw Aliens. I saw a whole bunch of different things, and then I went back to my room and stayed up and stayed in this big war room that IGN had, which is basically our home base, uh, and I wrote articles till 2 o'clock in the morning. And as the years progressed, like IGN's vision changed, um, and we started – E3 planning in in January basically mm-hmm. and we we send down we hire film crews now and basically yeah. production crews to come mm-hmm. in build these immaculate sets and then we get on and we get to talk to each other about video games mm-hmm. and it's it's very different because like six o'clock I'm kind of like uh, should I leave yeah like am I done or yeah. Yeah. I, do I have to write more and it's like no we don't need you anymore um <clears throat> And there's something very kind of fascinating about the more of these I go to, the more people I meet, mm-hmm. and the less like there's a lot of competition on the internet, and there's a lot of like let's check, click this site, don't click that one, or we're better than them, or our traffic's better yeah. than them. But at E3, everyone is on the same page. Yeah. And that's what's kind of you're uh, an indie developer is on the same floor as the guys making Uncharted Four, mm-hmm. and Polygon and and Gamespot and IGN are all friends. They're all hanging out at yeah. the same parties. And they're all seeing each other, and no one's out to cut each other's throats. Everyone's just sort of like, how cool is it that we get to do this together? Yeah. And I have I have E3 friends. There are people that I see once a year. We have an awesome conversation, and I laughingly or jokingly kind of say, see you next year. Mm-hmm. And then I'll see them for a year. And that list and that family grows more and more every year. Yeah. And this year, I feel like 
a lot of the negativity that was floating around the industry last year about, uh, I mean, we obviously haven't fixed it yet, but about uh, just feminism and female yeah. female presence in games and how we saw uh, a lot of Ubisoft was making a lot of stupid sort of mis- mistakes mm-hmm. and excuses for why they couldn't mm-hmm. animate a, a woman. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, things are changing there too. So yeah, there was absolutely. a lot of positivity there and like getting to work with you guys was awesome. Yeah. You know, like it's a really good place to be. I yeah. think also there was there was just a massive kind of dearth of just there were there were no games cuz yeah. like we yeah. got like last generation went on too long mm-hmm. like it dragged uh the new systems finally came along and it was like oh we still have to make games for them and that's going to take a minute because these are these are bigger systems and we got some stuff like last year was the year of that was E3 2014 that might as well have been this year because those games are still coming out yeah. you know yeah 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 um, and we're it's cool that this was a bunch of stuff that's like it's still you know there's still a lot of stuff that's coming out you know next year but it's like you know we got some surprises of things that are going to come out this fall and mm-hmm. it's like that's how yeah. it should be and it's also like it's good big exciting new mm-hmm. stuff that we hadn't seen before so. yeah and it's I mean like you like you were saying with last year how there was sort of this like almost all of 2015 or 2014 had this cloud of negativity around mm-hmm. it and yeah there was a fear yeah and it has not I mean. We still have a long ways to go. Yes, but you saw it. You saw the progress being made, and when you saw stuff like you know Horizon being announced and having this rad female you know protagonist, you saw uh, Recore. Yep, uh, KG Nafune's new game. Same thing. You saw they put t- they put clothes on Tomb Raider. Yeah, like, little mm-hmm. things are happening. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, Assassin's Creed has now uh, you know it has a, a, a boy uh, brother and a sister as, mm-hmm. as protagonists. You saw Angela Bassett and Aisha Tyler on stage together at uh, that's cool. Ubisoft's press yeah. conference. Yeah, uh, so yeah, it's it's. It's baby Slowly steps, but surely, you know? absolutely. And you have companies like Ubisoft acknowledging, like, hey, uh, Unity had some problems, and well, yeah. we're vowing to fix that with Syndicate. Like, that's yeah. that's cool to me. That's the sort of humble honesty that that I we seldom get from giant corporations, but when we do, it's like, oh yeah, everyone's a human, and everyone yeah. wants they, what's best for stuff, this industry. This stuff takes time, yeah. you know, and like people people make mistakes and people make decisions too sure. you know mm-hmm. so it's like sometimes those decisions are mistakes and sometimes they're mistakes rolled in with bigger decisions and yeah. it's like you know I, it's i hate to just always feel like i'm apologizing for stuff but it's like it's good to see just it's good to see the the industry just kind of growing up you know yeah. and at the same time we're not like completely leaving behind like we still got a new doom where you're yeah. Cutting, yeah. cutting shit in half <laughs> right? with yeah. chainsaw and all of know? us are looking at it like this is incredible this is the dumbest thing i've yeah. seen but this is so incredible and yeah. i love it yeah i mean i think that you know we touched on this for a minute but like on the internet, you are kind of distilled to an opinion. You know, everything is binary because everything there is made of math and it has to fit in 140 characters mm-hmm. and fit in a box and everything. And it's like people are really complicated. And there's the whole kind of – there's a thing. There's, you know, there's cognitive dissonance where you can hold two ideas at the same time and there's that discomfort that comes with when they kind of bash into each other. And yeah. it's like that's kind of – Reality, that's kind of life, you know? Like, yeah. you can't really win them all. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of gray areas. And I think when we're on the internet, we have this kind of urge to sort of just galvanize ourselves pointing one direction or at least trying to be able to, like, just really be like, here's here's me in a bucket. Like, here's here's all my views and beliefs in one pile. And, I mean, we will get, like... We'll get we'll get up in each other's faces online, you know. We'll get, yeah. like, we'll get mad about stuff and we'll get, like, really heated. And it's like... Then you see people in person and it's like... No, that's not how that. Like we're we're friends. We're gonna talk. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna go. Like I mean, like Colin, who used to be on the show. Like Colin is a is a wonderful man, mm-hmm. but he does stuff on Twitter that drives me up the wall. Mm-hmm. Like you know, bitching about taxi drivers or whatever. And yeah. it's like just you know, and it's like it, that's because that's 140 characters. You know, yeah. it's like that's exactly the kind of like yeah. everyone is constantly having the last word. Mm-hmm. And I, it's I don't know. E3 is great because it, it really is just here's everybody. 
in the same yeah. room together. And you're having, yeah, you see everyone in person, it's like, oh, yeah. I love this guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're having dinner with these people. You know, Greg's popping yeah. on the podcast, the the giant mess of a podcast we did last week. Yeah. And, you know, we're inviting him on to 400 and him and Colin are going to be there. It's and, that kind of thing. That's just I, incredible. I think all, all <laughs> of it's very sort of indicative of how kind of lucky we are, all of us, not just the people in this room, everyone, to be watching and enjoying and and sort of documenting this industry right now mm-hmm. as it's happening because i mean if you if you grew up anywhere near where we grew up which i assume you did if you're old enough to listen to this show yeah. you've seen you've seen this industry cha- change so much and mm-hmm. this medium change so much and even like we were talking about like four or five E3s ago. Everything was brown and dark and muddy and everything looked mm-hmm. like Gears of War and that sort of like, mm-hmm. where are the colors? Like, they're here now. Yeah. They're in every game. They're yeah. awesome. Or like where indie games were sort of on this little chair in the corner of the room. And like, now they're not. Now yeah, they're, all of a sudden, stuff like Tacoma and Firewatch are yeah. on stage at these conferences. They're on stage. Yeah. They're part of everything else. They're all part of the conversation. So it's like, I'm I'm... I'm excited of where it's all going to go next. I'm terrified too because I'm sure. just like, you know, what there's a finite amount of time we have to enjoy all these things too. Like there's, there's just so much out there and we're watching it grow as somebody like I, you know, I started playing video games in 1985. Like my dad lifted me up in a pizza joint to play Donkey Kong on an arcade cabinet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I fell in love with video games on the spot. And then the NES came out and I was like, I want that for my, for, for, for Christmas or whatever. Yeah. And now I have every system and I get excited about every new game release. Um, Things like things are continuing to grow and a change, and to be able to document that from where we are is a really it's a really cool place to be. Yeah, it's uh, especially like the way we get the experience the conferences. Uh, very uh, few of us go to the conferences themselves. Yeah, we sent uh, Lucy O'Brien, our uh, AU editor, to pretty much all of them because she wrote actual reviews of like what the conferences were like, what it was like to be there, and maybe one or two video people. Uh, but most of us were in that room of uh, our war room, which was probably seventy five people. Across, you know, editorial, you know, hosts, video, wikis, engineers, um, and sort of having that moment where there's this madness, this hustle and bustle, and then everyone shuts up for an hour yeah. and a half yeah. because Bethesda's on stage. Everyone shuts up because Sony's on stage, and it's just us. And yeah, we're working. Like the news team is, you know, frantically writing stories. Like, luckily, we have a decent idea for some of the things that happen. Yeah. But other things, we're like, we have no idea well, that, yeah. what this is. Also, or we we might have like a. a a glimmer of a suspicion of what might be coming our yeah, way. Right. But then when they actually reveal it, we're like, I, did either of you expect to see that much yeah. of Fallout 4? Ex- no. I mean, no, that, no, that's no. Not even close. And that's the thing. Like, that's the, like, we get, we get a lot of, like, kind of flack from our audience for being, like, you know, biased or whatever. Like, we're, we are excited fanboy babies like everybody mm-hmm. else yeah. like and there's no further evidence than that war room so like let's talk about that for a little bit mm-hmm. that's that's a, that's actually a situation that takes months to come together uh in february uh kirsten slater who handles all of our pr and events and, yeah. and marketing basically um starts scouring the the greater downtown area mm-hmm. which is a you know kind of weird desert where the area the air is really dry all the uh it's 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 basically like an outdoor mall mm-hmm. um and it's just a bunch of like really big it's like the, the first of, level of black ops too yeah it's yeah. a bunch of chain <laughs> restaurants <laughs> and it's like people are usually going down there for either for e3 or for something else at the convention center or, or like for, a lakers game or, or lakers yeah. lakers game so there's really not a lot down there and that's really where you spend most of your time so it's not like you're in hollywood hanging out with celebrities totally, like yeah. it doesn't i i've had a couple of e3 moments like that but for the most part like 
you're in a five or six block radius. You're eating food uh, out of like a truck or like a cart or something like that. Or very like a quickly. like a weird little hole in the ground. Yeah, yeah there's, like there's a, so many. There's a, a bunch of yeah. a little a little bunch trough. of taquitos in a yeah. hole. <laughs> you got to dig up the yeah. 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 Like you don't eat well. You try to stay hydrated as much as possible. And you're in this room, and it's dark in there. It's basically uh, a, a porn studio. Like yeah. it's a film studio, but it's kind of a porn studio. Yeah. So in the corner, there's a bed that is covered with props. That we found there was a high heel foam like chair that I think women have a lot of time to sit on. No, no way. That sentence is going to go well. So you pack all these guys and girls in this room and you sit in these kind of like rickety fold out chairs on these on these big fold out tables that look like something Chris Farley would fall through. Yeah. And you plug <laughs> and your just, laptop and in. And there's just a cacophony of cords yeah. and like it's just hot because there's yep. so many like just yeah. laptops and modems and, yep. and, and editing bays. And in, in the corner is a 25 person film crew and they have built the set. You don't know how. I don't even know how it comes together yeah. because I, I don't know any of these people before, you know? It's a little bit like a LAN party, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's probably the closest. Yeah. It's like a LAN party, but except at one end, there's just this, there's a studio. Yeah. There's a, I mean, there's a set for, like, yep. and it's the most, like, professional, shiny-looking it's, it's thing. It's like if ESPN covered a LAN party. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's a big shoe in the corner. So yeah. then you get, you get guys like Max and Damon are sitting in the corner, and they're hosting this, like, hey, we're about to count down to the Sony live stream. We're going to bring on uh, Marty and Brian, and they're going to come on, and we're like, what, what, what do we think is going to happen? And we come on, and we go, well, we heard rumblings that The Last Guardian might be there, which mm-hmm. is true. We heard about that, which apparently, like, there were levels of security for what they could tell people at Sony, people who actually worked there yeah. who had no idea it was going to be there. They used code names for everything. Mm-hmm. And we know people that we talked to throughout the week that worked very closely or work specifically for Sony that were like, no idea that was ha- yeah. going to happen. Mm-hmm. Just crazy. Yeah. Like we knew about Final Fantasy 7. We had kind of heard rum- rumblings. But the reality is what we hear versus like what we see. Yeah. Like I always thought we'll just see a logo, right? It's like, mm-hmm. no, we're going to see five minutes of, yep. of gameplay mm-hmm. from The Last Guardian. So that excitement you catch in our faces afterwards is real. It's yeah. palpable. Mm-hmm. And there's yep. the the war room is a bunch of people being like, holy shit. And a bunch yeah. of other people being like, shh. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying to write. Because we get excited and then we're yeah. filming things. And it's just this incredible, you yeah. know, it's everyone. push and pull. Yeah, it's, everyone it's is really, at 110% doing what they do. And then yeah, you have this insane. Mad. So we were supposed to, the, the post show for Square Enix on Tuesday morning, it was going to be me, Mitch, uh, Max, and Damon. And then something was like the conference went a little longer than we yeah. thought, and all of a sudden the two of you got pulled off. Mm-hmm. And so like Damon and Max are being like walked off stage, and Mitch and I are like, uh. and then Brian's forced to sit down and host it. And he's like, I didn't know this was happening. He's but like, I was like, yeah, sure, like, let's, all right, do it. let's make the best of this. They handed yeah. me a laptop. They're like, here's some notes. I'm like, I got it. And they sit me down, and <laughs> yeah. they're just, the, you know, they they throw makeup on your face. You sit in a very high chair, which you can't move or do mu- yeah. too much in. That was the and most uncomfortable a, chair. Yeah, yeah. And they, they, they put something in your ear that's, that's basically just like it's Mike Pereira. And He's he's one of our writers here and producers, and he's just like, you're slouching. And I'm like, oh shit. And I'm like, I kind of wish you were here in my whole life. To just be like, yeah. you're, you're slouching. You're you're being mean. You're not paying attention to your wife. You're drinking too listen, much. Yeah. Listen, listen more intently. No, and so the things they put in your ear. Can we talk about those for a minute? Yeah, yeah. yeah IFBs. So an IFB is a thing that it's the, it's the thing that the newsman wears. <laughs> it's not not dissimilar, but it goes in the ear. Yeah. Uh, basically, there's two there's two sizes. And I, I got weird ears, and I've never been able to enjoy Apple earbuds in you my have life. Little ears, yeah. I got little tiny ears, I guess. Um, yeah. They got two. There's one of them that looks like um, they call that the they call it the accordion, and it's like this little kind of clear plastic thing that looks like a 
like a fish skeleton Christmas tree kind of like it's just this weird like it's got little kind of concentric discs going yeah, down it's, here a, it's a small Italian man with a musical instrument it's speaking yeah, of Italy this is a weird little, little bendy thing and you stick it you can stick that in there but that one I put that one in it was really sharp it was awful yep. and I was like you got anything else they're like we got one that's uh, a little bit bigger but maybe it'll it'll and they bring out this thing that looks like a little it's like a little little red butt plug you sound like the <laughs> You sound like the big bad wolf describing houses. <laughs> you got a whole bunch of pigs in there. You got there go was up a you brick gotta... one, and that's the one I could not blow. Down. <laughs> well, the other one looks like a little. It looks like a little uh, weird little. It looks like those those ooze guys in uh, in Zelda that you hit that you get electrocuted. Yeah. What it's yeah. called those guys, but it's you sh- have to shove it in your ear, and it hurts a lot, and then it's in there. Like it, yeah. at least for me, everyone's got different ears, mm-hmm. but it's kind of weird to be sitting in this rickety chair and being like. Kind of balancing, and yeah. you're like your your legs hurt, and then there's a thing in your ear, and then you hear Mike be like, "Ask about the thing," and you're like, "This is weird." Yeah, what do you and think like this? how many hundreds of thousands of people are watching this live right now? Yeah, yeah it. it's it's, yeah. it's it's nerve-wracking, and it's very different than like I mean, I I, I was hired as a writer, so were you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you you started out writing too, right? Basically, more or less. I more mean, or less. yeah, it was kind of both at the same time. I mean, yeah. sort of. Yeah, most of us uh, started out before video was super huge, before yeah. hosting. I mean, that was Greg. Greg was a writer. Greg yeah. learned how to, you know, be who he is in front of camera. That's we all sort of had to do that, mm-hmm. um, and are continuing to have to do that, which is strange and foreign, but really cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I I love it. It's 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 very. The, the, my favorite thing about E3, and I was kind of telling Max about this beforehand. I'm like, it's really cool because you get to meet people at they're most excited. Mm -hmm. Like people are bringing you, it's like, imagine if I had a secret for three years and all of a sudden I'm like, someone was like, you can share that with everybody. And I get to bring it to the table and I get to go, hey, I've been working on this game for so long. You literally just found out that it exists 10 minutes ago. Can I tell you about it? I'm like, yes, tell yes, me everything. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. You know, like uh, working with people from Nintendo, working with people from Sony, I, having uh, people from Microsoft on the show us that new controller and stuff like that. Uh, I met KJ Inafune and he came and talked to me about ReCore in yeah. Japanese yeah. with a translator. And it's like, you know, everyone is excited because they're 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 finally showing off their artwork. They've been hiding it for so long and now they get to brag about it. Yeah. And it's, you know, you get people at their at their happiest. It's not... It's not the interview you do right before games out where they're like, well, what we wanted to try was to have 17 different mm-hmm. modes or no. or right afterwards we're like, we're very pleased with the sales, but they could be better and that's why it's up to you. Like you get people who are just like, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I finally got to show this thing off. It's great. Yeah. It's a, yeah. it's a perfect time to meet somebody, you know? Yeah. And it's awesome walking around the convention center and you have these like – you have these micro interactions. I mean, I don't know, Max. You you were sort of tethered to the booth a lot. I got to, I got to walk around a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but walking around, you have these amazing, just bite sized interactions. Whether it be someone come up and say, "Hey, I'm a huge fan of Podcast Beyond," or "I'm a huge yeah. like IGN fan," and this amazing like two minutes of being able to like meet a person and and, and just have this like really awesome one on one like. What were you most in? Like, oh man, Horizon was awesome, wasn't it? Uh, and then you get to have those, and then like walking through a hallway, and then being able to like talk with with Neil and Bruce from Naughty Dog right. for five minutes and congratulate them on the amazing demo, and for them to say like, man, it was surreal. Like Ueda came into our demo, we demoed him the game, and then we got to say we modeled. We've modeled some of the choices in the car chase after things you did in Eco. 
And I'm like, oh, it's amazing that we're able to see someone like like Neil Druckmann and be like, man, you are like so talented, yeah. and that he's able to say see someone like Fumito uh, Ueda and be like, holy shit, you are right. so talented. Like, I right. love that. Like, everyone is always looking up to someone else, which is yeah. incredible. And that's that's kind of that, man. That's like E3 in a nutshell mm-hmm. to me. Is like the most amazing thing about that is that someone will come up to me and be like, dude, I love I love Beyond, I love the comedy button, I love NBC, and I look down at their name badge and I'm like. You work for Bethesda? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I'm a like a lead game designer. And I'm yeah. like, you listen to our shows while yeah, you yeah. make and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, so and they're and they're like shaking and they're like, oh, it's so cool to meet you. And I'm like, dude, your your games are incredible. Yeah. Like, I don't even understand how they're made. So like I was hanging out with um you you fell asleep, you old grandpa, you duffus. Little yeah. old duffus grandpa. I hung out with uh two guys, um, Dane and Ben, who are they listen to this show, I think, and they also listen to our other show, Comedy Button, and um they work for Bethesda. And they're artists there, and they design things that I use in Skyrim, such as the, the steel sword. And, <laughs> yeah. Thing, yeah. and I'm just like, I don't think I like. I knew that they, I knew that I knew that Dan worked there. Like I kind of talked to him before, but I didn't realize like the 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 scale of what mm-hmm. like the the thing that you see on the box art or the thing that you you get ten minutes into the game. You know, mm-hmm. that just blows my mind yeah. completely, mm-hmm. and just be like. The th- I mean, we you know we do this thing where we hang out, we just we talk, and we we you know we BS about what we think about things, and to think that that keeps I mean, like I met, I met somebody at um at PAX a year or so ago, and they were like, the guy who works at Bungie, and I'm like, so what do you do at Bungie? He's like, I'm making uh, Jupiter for, <laughs> for Destiny. And I was just like. <laughs> Oh, all right. <laughs> what do I what do I say to that? Like, yeah, what's this, the, and what that's, you, that's, that's, that's what's really it? cool about it is like you, there's that yeah. sort of like all parts of the deer thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like you really get to see that, and it really makes you appreciate um, every little piece of a video game because like there's so much that goes into it, and that's an easy like kind of flippant statement to throw out there, like oh, it's so complicated. But really, like there are human beings building every mm-hmm. single piece of it. So when you're kind of like you're playing something and you're like, oh, this game sucks, like. Yeah. It doesn't suck. Like a part of it might suck, but the entire thing, like the, the what it took to to build that, like it is a miracle that yeah. that thing even exists mm-hmm. because it could have been noted to death by a hundred different people who came in the room at any given time yeah. and been like, we shouldn't make this. Yeah, you know, and it's like. E3 in itself, it's really weird because, like I said, everybody's on the same page. Everybody's on the same floor. Our our, our booth had two floors. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk about that real quick. Do you guys know anything about the construction of of a, of a booth at E3? Mm-hmm. How terrifying. incredibly expensive it is? Yeah. So basically, E3... It's like a bad free-to-play game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it, it totally. It, oh, my God. Yeah. It's it, So there's like... It's proprietary format for everything you buy and use at E3. And you have to rent everything. So if you want a carpet, like when you go to certain booths there, generally the floor is kind of hard yeah. so when you go to Sony's booth and they have a really nice plush carpet you appreciate it yeah. like that costs them probably a hundred thousand yeah. dollars to put that carpet down and uh, for us they were like you know we had a second floor in ours and they're like well, we have two couches up there we're like we wanted to add a third and they said if you add a third you have to add a second stairwell and a second stairwell is twenty thousand dollars and it's just like what yeah so d- again to even meet anybody on the floor of E3 who's working at a booth is a miracle because yeah. that money could have well been spent anywhere else, but they know that that booth is going to show up in videos. They're going to have a presence mm-hmm. there. They're going to have people coming up to them and asking them how they are and if they can get a job. Like people, people get hired at E3, yeah. you know, like not so much to, uh, as GDC, but if you want some insight on how expensive booths are and you know a little bit about video game business, dig up pictures of THQ's old booths and then find out what happened with them. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a scary thing. I yeah. think they had a fake plane crash the last time they had a yep. booth. And yep. then after that, they just had like a some real plane crash. <laughs> large placards yeah, and out I mean, of yeah. the hall. We got, a, yeah. we got a Witcher 
three statue that didn't fit in our elevator and Pablo, our building maintenance man, had a chainsaw it in half and put it back together in the lobby. Yeah. And that was like a month-long project for him. E3 gets built in four days and torn down in four hours. Yeah. Like it Teamsters at five o'clock on the dot on Thursday afternoon come in and the entire like dream gets torn oh, yeah. down. Yeah, it's, like, it's like piranhas. They yeah. just yeah. swarm it's, in there. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. It's also crazy just walking. So it's divided into the two halls, West yep. Hall and South Hall. And so one of the halls is pretty much all the third parties and then one of the halls is all the first parties yep. and we're in that hall and it's insane walking in like our booth is literally the first thing when you see when you walk in there and then you immediately get to GameSpot and then yep. you immediately got to kind of funny yep. and then you got to you know Sony and Nintendo yep. and Microsoft and it's just like that's just very surreal company to be that, a part yeah, of. Yeah, that we're all hanging out at. Yeah. It's like going place. to the grocery store and they got the milk in the back because they're hoping you're going to check out something yes, else exactly. on the way out. Yeah. yeah, but it's like that's that's that it's the same way the show floor is right. Like I was walking through the the through the floor and I saw uh, Bill Trinan, who's mm-hmm. like one of the head guys at Nintendo, and he stopped me and he's like, "Hey Brian, when are you guys going to have me on Nintendo Voice Chat?" And I'm like, "Hopefully soon." Hey Jose, fix this. <laughs> like, get him over here. <laughs> and five minutes later, I hear Brian. I turn around, it's Dave Finoy, and I'm yeah. like, "Hey Dave," and I give him a big hug. Like, uh, you just get moments like that where everyone's just kind of here, and they're all like, they're all working, and they're all kind of tired, but they're all really, really happy to mm-hmm. be there. It sort of feels like this big video game high school reunion every, That's a every, real, every year. Yeah. It's definitely very high school Where you do yeah. kind of feel sad when it's over. It's like, oh man, summer camp's done. You know, because mm-hmm. I spent all year talking about it. Like, I go back afterwards, and I decompress, and I spend a few days, and it's hard for me to even play a video game the mm-hmm. weekend after E3, because I'm just like, I don't even know where to start. Yeah, It's like and, looking at your yearbook. You're yeah, like, oh, and you're like... you think of my friends. And you're like, oh, my old games feel so old, but then they're the ones, there's the ones like Batman came out like right at the end of E3, or just this now. week, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're kind of just sitting there like, I don't know what to do next, but you get a little sad because you're like, I miss everybody. For one week or for a few days, I got to see like all these people working in this in this really mm-hmm. cool job and they're all really excited to be there. Yeah. And it's really interesting too because we just sort of spend – you sort of come into it knowing that for that five days you're going to burn the candle at both ends. Yeah. Like we, uh, we ride ourselves into the ground. Yep. We wake up early to be in our war room by 8. We stay out very late because it's one of those, hey, we all go back. So we stay – When else are you going to see these people? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And we were fortunate enough to – you know, we all stayed at the Hotel Figaro, which is where we recorded uh, the, the monstrous uh, 398.5. And that that's, sounds like a weird like a radio station that shouldn't exist. The monstrous three ninety eight point five with Marty, Mickey, and the Jackal. <laughs> um, but the the thing has this amazing outdoor like cabana, bar, pool area that just everyone in the industry seems to, uh, you know, converge on at night every night yeah. of the show. And so we get to spend you know every night just hanging out with with you know. Everyone from IGN, from from GameSpot, from Polygon, uh, just developers, PR people, you know, people we don't get to see that often. And, and it's one of those like, okay, I don't care that I'll stay till last call and then we'll go up to someone's room to hang out because I don't see these people at all. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's the kind of place where you can see uh, – you can see – Tim Schaefer, Cliff Blazinski, and Andy Milanakis within a yeah. two-hour span. And it's <laughs> yeah. perfectly normal. Yep. And part of that's L.A., but the other part of it's like E3 brought a lot of this yeah. shit together, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Andy Milanakis. 
Yes. Yeah, that, yeah. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, yeah. <laughs> that was an interesting night. Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna go into that here, yeah. but um, I had yeah, my 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 very awesome run in was after my Uncharted uh, behind closed doors demo. I'm walking out and someone taps me on the shoulder and I turn around and they're like, Hey, are you Marty from IGN? I'm like, Yeah, and he's like, I'm Cisco. And it was Cisco. Cisco yeah. the, of the Thong Song, the Dragon, was there on uh you know, he was there reporting for for Greg and Colin and kinda funny. Uh but he was like, Oh man, I'm a huge fan of Beyond. Like you guys are hilarious. That's um, awesome. I Thank l- you, Cisco. He's like, yeah. Cisco. He's, he's like, I love he's like, I love the tall guy, Max. He was happy that Andrew's that back. That makes me really, 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 really about, happy. We talked Max about owns your records on he has your music on vinyl. I said publicly on numerous occasions that I I'm really I'm trying to stop myself from ever buying one of those super expensive hot toys action figures, but if they ever did a line somehow, maybe like seventy years from now, of Wild Wild West and they made one of you from the video. <laughs> I'd go in on that. that 70 was, years from now. That's, I mean, that, that's like a deep cut right there. The 100th birthday. When they, when, they, when they run out of Iron Man. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, $600 for a Cisco action figure in the Wild Wild West outfit? I am there. Wild Wild West Cisco sounds like when you go to the store to buy Batman and all they have is like sub-aquatic Batman. <laughs> I, want, I want the regular Cisco action figure yeah. first. Mm-hmm. You want the variants. <laughs> Shout out to Cisco. I'm bummed that yeah. I didn't get to meet him. That yeah. sucks. That was incredible. Um, what else? Do you guys have any like? I mean, that's that's that's. How do you how do you top that? How do you top like running into Cisco? I don't know. Do you have any good... just, the, the the week was just a series of amazing small interactions with people. See, so. something I wanted to point out that I really really enjoyed was uh, you could I met I met tons of IGN fans and tons of County Button fans and tons of just great people in general. But my favorite thing was I would I would ask them. Uh, how they're enjoying E3 and you could uh, uh, the people who are kind of like oh it's really good I really like this year were like okay cool but there was a large majority of people were like this is amazing this is my first time mm-hmm. here I am starstruck I am shaken I'm looking around I don't even know where to start yeah because there's something really kind of awe-inspiring about being in that room mm-hmm. like and I don't yeah. know I don't know what it is because like I understand like I understand the circus of pageantry and carnivals and how it's all sort of just like. Fake. So you've read my novel, have you? The circus of pageantry. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I, like I get it. A, a, a company hangs a plane from a ceiling, and then somebody else. There's a, la- a big TV, and it's mm. booming, and you're just kind of like, yeah, I don't really fall for those magic tricks. I didn't. I didn't get over to Nintendo, but. They didn't have Pokemon there this year, really. No. Did they have that giant inflatable Pikachu up anyway? No, but Nintendo's booth was amazing. They yeah, had okay. they had some they had this like they had, they have soft carpet. Yeah, they have yeah. they had this circle dedicated to uh, Mario Maker that was just like this tower, really mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. And it's weird they they're like they don't hire booth babes. They hire very beautiful, very classy women who are dressed up very nicely that run all of their booths. Like seeing booth babes are, is actually really weird these days and age. It's sort of like. Yeah. It's just like a glitch in time because mm-hmm. you're like, is it 1997? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a couple like Namco had a few, but they're like in the corner. Oh, the, the Dark Souls statue. I want oh to talk about God, that yeah. real quick. So they. Uh, I really, I'm mad. I didn't really see anything. <laughs> Marty, it's a weirdy three for me. Marty found this Dark Souls statue that was what's what's the main and main character Derek Souls. Yeah, Derek Derek Souls, Derek the, Souls the third in this game. You play. So Marty yeah. finds this statue and he sends a he sends an email to our video team saying. You got to send Brian over there to do a video. He's got to get over there as soon as possible. So I go over with my producer, uh, CJ, who like works for us um, remotely, and he comes in every now and then. And he's like, "What's so? What's up with this thing?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Let's go check it out. It's a statue." So I'm, I'm yeah. expecting like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if "statue" is the right word. For right? It. Yeah. This was a someone built a scene. Yeah. It was a crime. Someone scene. Someone made a scene. <laughs> someone made a scene. This thing was about half the size of. 
God, I don't, like how big was it? It was just huge. It was, it was the size just... of a small parking lot. Yeah. Um, I would say it's the size of a 7-Eleven. <laughs> yeah. There yeah, we go. Honestly, yeah. And in, it was these huge, like, massive towers. And in the middle was this huge pool. And this man was standing there, Dark Souls man himself. Yeah, Dark Souls. And he's Souls. kneeling. Like, he's screaming. And his hands are in the air. And he's just like, no. And there's a dead body with a sword in it. And inside the sword is a fountain that is shooting black blood yeah. <laughs> 10 feet in the air, constantly, nonstop, just like, and it's just like, ah! and there's a man on the side dressed up like Derek Souls, and he's holding the, he's holding a sword, and there's like 17 booth babes wearing like gold spray painted pants, and you're like, why are you here? So... I go over and there's all these people taking pictures of it and the closer you get to it the more blood is splattering so I'm trying to do a video and I'm like this thing's actually ruining my clothes <laughs> so it's hitting the back of my neck so I decide at one point to stick my finger in the video you can see me do this it's look at the video it's called the most disgusting thing at E3 mm -hmm. um, I put my finger in the black blood water and then taste it and uh, it just tasted like paint water I didn't actually taste it it was just kind of a, a a mirage. But then I went oh, back. Mirage. I went back and I hosted five IGN live segments in like two hours. No, you thought you did, but you were in the the hospital from eating. That's right. I was dead. <laughs> from, from eating the old classic paint and, water. And I ended all of them, began all of them with meeting people I'd never met before. Oh, hi, you guys are working on this Morpheus game. Oh, hi, you guys are working on uh, blah, 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 Forza, blah, blah, blah. I went to shake their hands. And after like the third one, I looked down and I'm like, Dude, my hand is like black and covered in this death paint. And I went and I washed my hands for sh seriously 25 minutes before that paint was off. So Namco, I don't know what kind of weird magic blood you put inside that statue. If there was a dead booth babe in there or what. But that was horrific. Absolutely horrific. That's amazing. I, yeah. I love that I, I love that there will always be that company that just doesn't – they're just going to – they don't care. They're yeah, they do don't their care. Thing. I remember it was oh – God, it was a few years ago. There was just like a – there's like a Tekken Lamborghini, and like Snoop Dogg was just hanging out in it, and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Get What's out of there. Yeah, this is three things that don't go together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was also seeing like amazing stories of like people tweeting out like, oh, Kanye just walked into the Uncharted BCD, or like so, Steven Spielberg's playing Morpheus right now. So E3 Show Daily is uh, a magazine that gets, it's, I don't even know how they do it. It's a magazine that gets made every single day, gets handed out in the front mm -hmm. of E3. They make like 10,000 copies of it. And it's got a map in the middle. That's the big draw. But it's also for industry people who show up and they're like, what is E3? Which game should I be buying this year? Like, I'm just, from Hot Pockets. Yeah. We're looking to get in this game game. <laughs> We're here. The game sphere is real big this year. You know, it's shit like that. So uh, my, my you know, our friend Ryan Scott is the editor-in-chief of this magazine that gets made and thrown in the trash mm -hmm. every single day at E3. And you remind him of that every single day <laughs> oh, yeah. of the rest of the year. <laughs> so I, 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 E3 was E3 was kind of dying down on the, on the you know, the, the second to last day. And I took 20 minutes and I went to see his office. And he's got this, like, little corner office. And it, all these people were coming up to him being like, so our photographer came back with all these pictures of Kanye. <laughs> and he had to give final sign-off on the which picture of Kanye went into the thing the next day and he's like I gotta write captions what should I write and I was like oh why don't you write uh, college dropout Kanye West came to visit us and everyone was like that's really mean and I'm like that's the name <laughs> of his album that's why he's famous <laughs> so that's a, they, like and next to him is a picture of the Snoop Dogg Lamborghini and like a guy playing a mobile game for the first time and they take all of these little moments and they turn it they compartmentalize it into this one little magazine that gets printed out and then thrown away and then it starts over every single day and that's just one part 
of what E3 is, yeah. you know, one sliver of it all. And it's really funny, too, because it is – E3 is also just incredibly humbling because at any moment when you're like, I am exhausted, nothing is going right, my laptop is breaking, <laughs> I need to get this thing up right away, the person who should be answering their phone is not answering their phone, uh, you take a step back and you're like, I am doing a thing I've wanted to do since I was a child, uh, and this is a literal dream job. Yep. Literal? Are yep. we in a dream? I don't know how that works. I'm on the back of well, like it's a, literally, of a, you literally dreamed about this. Yeah. That's true. I don't. I don't remember. My you dreams. will have those weird high school nightmares immediately after it's over, where you're late for an appointment. <laughs> yeah, which is really kind of a weird. <laughs> like, why am I still having yeah. this? And we were saying that before. Like, I don't know how long all of us will be doing this. Like, sure. I don't want to be a 75 year old man at E3. Although that sounds really fun. <laughs> we should just get a booth. Just old guys. Yeah, come old, check out the old guys. Old guys with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fiddlesticks. <laughs> Fiddlesticks 2075. It was having Amiibo right over there. <laughs> it was a big one, too. Oh, yeah. Put oh. my hand in the Dark Souls blood. Yeah. And, some and you're air, still you're some, still young. You're like, I put my hand in the... Uh, I, I'm cursed. Some drone comes <laughs> in and shoots us the trailer from Madden 2076. I'm like, when will they stop? This is the, yeah, uh, there's a drone with a t-shirt can on it. It shoots a t-shirt out yeah. and you hold the t-shirt up and there's a hologram on the t-shirt of the game's trailer yeah. and you're like, damn, these promotions have gotten yeah. out of hand. But yeah, I don't know how long we'll be doing this, but the fact that we're doing this now is incredibly humbling and honoring. Like, yeah, I just, honestly. I'm so happy and lucky and exhausted to be doing what we do, but it's, I couldn't imagine being anywhere else. Yeah. And anyone who reads an article, watches a video, tunes into a stream, downloads this podcast, listens yeah. to it, watches it. Anyone who stops us on any street anywhere just to say hi. And anyone who's coming to, to 400, just, it's one of those, like we can never express just how thankful we are of that. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Yep. Video games. Yeah. <sighs> the best thing in the universe. Yeah. Do you want, do you want to wrap it up? Yeah, I mean, we, we can wrap it up. We, I mean, yeah. we queued it up. Right yeah, we yeah. queued it up right there. <laughs> that was sort of, that was sort of. Yeah, but this is, trust, the next week's, well, I don't know if next week's episode. We'll we probably you, do a real episode you next week. Four hours of normally what we do, two hours or one hour. Yeah, of, you know, it, so. was, it was dirty. So last week's yeah. was weird, or this week's. The four hour one's weird. This one was sort of weird. Yep. Uh, the 400 is going to be kind of weird. But then we're going to go back to recording. After that, we'll be back to normal. Golfar will be back here. He's actually moving right now. Yeah, he's in Texas uh, burning all of his things and and just crying. Yeah, they have, a, the they have a weird law in Texas where you can't move without burning all of your things. <laughs> it's because of the cricket spiders. They don't want them to get out across the, fe- the big fence they built to keep them in there. And I want to say thank you to everyone who uh, tweeted at me with support through the very hard moment I went through during Ubisoft's E3 press conference where a horse was killed during the Assassin's Creed trailer. Yep. Um, it was a tough moment for me personally. Yeah. Thank you. That made, really made me realize how many people listen to the show. I'm like, man, that connected yeah. with people. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Yeah. And stop killing horses. <laughs> yeah. On that note, you can follow us all on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Marty is McBiggity. Mm-hmm. That's two G's and two T's. Yes, sir. All right. Okay. Hi. Welcome. All right. Great. Welcome I to episode spelled, I spelled that wrong, and I wonder how long, how many times I've been tagging you the wrong, <laughs> the wrong account. Some uh, of the guys are like, who keeps following me? You got, right. you got Mick Big Titty about 10,000 <laughs> new followers. So, um, actually, remember that there's, uh, in that press conference, they brought out uh, Hoop God? Hoop God? Yeah. I, and then they had like I th- what I thought was his Twitter handle at the bottom, but I think I tagged the wrong guy in some tweet that got like got like favorited like six hundred times. Yeah, just yeah. so some random dude is just like who apparently I'm just someone who hoops. loves basketball and our Lord I Jesus enjoy Christ. Hoops. Hey, listen, man, Hoop God is omnipresent. There's yeah. a little bit of Hoop God in all of us. Yeah. Yep. Well, and then of course Brian is is Agent Bizzle on <laughs> Twitter. Right. Um, thank you guys for listening, and we'll be back to normal eventually. Sorry, par- pardon our dust. What Beyond. dust? Beyond. 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 Dust 514, obviously. <laughs> Beyond. <laughs>